this episode. Oh, Alexis, this episode. I can't. <laughs> I, I, we can't even talk this episode. Listen. Listen. Okay. It, this one, it, this one's going to be a struggle to recap because there's so much that like my notes are not going to encapsulate. Like it's not going to do anything justice. The, de- the lines, the delivery, the pop culture references that are constant. Oh, Alexis. yes. Like absurdly constant. If you have not watched this episode, dear listener, you cannot listen to this episode of our podcast because you're just missing too much. Yep. You're not going to get you're not going to get enough from us to cover it. You really have to experience what this episode is. And I'm not going to say it's one of my favorites. It's not, but it has so much, it's so rich, and you'll be missing out if it's not fresh for you. There I I already warned Kaylee, but there are so many lines here, so many things here that very quickly might send me down tangents. So I'm going to do really, really, try really, really hard to keep up on the story. But Kay might have to keep, like, pulling me back because, I mean, even down... I, I know we've had titles that were pop culture references before, but this episode is called Murder. Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? Like, it's so blatant <laughs> Ferris Bueller. And then we get Ferris Bueller references throughout the episode. It just, we really, okay, we have to get into it, but you have to have watched it. You just need to stop. Go watch it. Yes. Go watch it. It's free on Peacock. It's free on Peacock right now. Yeah, go, it, it's worth it. It's 45 minutes <laughs> of your life that you will be happy you spent doing something besides. Maybe not even that. Whatever. It might be like 42. Who knows? Whatever. <laughs> that sounds good. Shall we start the show then? Showtime. This is To the the Blueberry! I am Alexis and I am a real life Gus. I'm Kaylee and I'm a real life Sean. And as I said earlier, we are recapping season three, episode two Murder? Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? Ferris Bueller. (laughs) Number one. We start the episode without a flashback. This is our first episode to not begin with a flashback and not have a actual flashback. Yeah, there is no actual flashback. Um, We do get yearbooks and we are starting off right off the bat at the 1995 class reunion. Can we just say off the top, this this is supposed to be a 10-year reunion, but how many years has it been? No. 13. Okay, and Gus is in charge. Of course he is. And he's being very type A, but here's the thing, Alexis. <clears throat> you as the Gus, you fit this. You can be yeah. the planner, the one who's making everything happen in the order it needs to happen in. You you wouldn't be three years late um, <laughs> organizing the reunion if it were up to you. There, were, there was a small point, and I don't know if you remember this, but there was a small point close to our 13 year where you and I talked about us hosting a 13 year reunion in honor of psych. Oh my God. I don't remember, but I believe that happened. Yeah. We were like, well, maybe we should have a 13 year reunion. Like it would be funny, (laughs) but we didn't because I don't think either of us want to go to a reunion. Um, But as soon as Gus starts speaking, he is hoity-toity screaming about somebody putting the orange slices in the punch way too early and they're going to get soggy. And we zoom in on 1995 spelled out in the punch. But it, and this is our first. 
pineapple. I'm arguing that that 1995 is spelled out in pineapple in the punch. It's certainly not spelled out in oranges. I don't know what he was talking about. Yeah, there's nothing else that could have made that shape. (laughs) So as Gus is standing there staring at the punch being angry, the camera pans and back behind him to the right, there is a... Pineapple. (laughs) It's really pretty. It's got little marshino cherries in it where like the spikes should be. It's very decorative. Um, But these are not our only pineapples of the episode. Kaylee and I found different pineapples. Yeah. So, I mean, just in a moment, I just wrote type A Guster is running the show. And then he's getting on to, um, he's getting on to Sean because Sean is not taking anything seriously. Oh, the music cue is the Breakfast Club end song. I I wrote in the music cue. And Sean just says, you know what? Let me know what I can mock because I need to mock. I'm ready. (laughs) I need your support and cooperation, not your sarcasm and mockery. (laughs) Gus is like, hey, where's your your graduation picture? You know everyone is supposed to be wearing their senior pictures instead of name tags. That's cool, right? Okay, here's here's the thing. We had a very small graduating class. We are not from California, and we had a very small class. If I went to a reunion and no one was wearing a name tag, 85 percent of people i would not be able to come up with their name on the spot yeah no i'm with you and i'm i might recognize their picture but i wouldn't be able to tell you it'd be a lot of oh hey how are you (laughs) i don't okay okay i love that i love this for gus i love that we get to see pictures of people pinned to them um you don't see a lot of them to be honest um Mm -mm. but sean doesn't have his and he's not gonna wear his he's just not once Gus tucks him into it, though, he does go ahead and put on a picture. That's not you, is it? No. That's Judd Nelson, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's super close-up. It's Judd Nelson from the... Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. And I said yeah. that works, though, because in the flashback of the season opener, it, he was rocking full Judd Nelson hair, and the nose is pretty close, I'm going to say. They've both got yep. good character noses. But during this conversation, there's a real live... pineapple on the table by Gus. It's just sitting there. There's another pineapple. <laughs> that one I did not catch, but yeah, that would be our third pineapple of this episode. Mm. John said that the picture of Judd Nelson was Sweet Sweet Nice, and I think Sweet Nice is a movie, but I might be making that up. Oh girl. I see there's too many. I just I yeah, I can't trust anything. But in the very next breath Sean says, oh, look who just rolled in. Molly Ringwald and Andrew McCarthy. That's a pretty pink, pretty in pink reference, by the way. From Fresh Horses. He looks at the guy's boots. Cowboy boots. They're, yeah. And I couldn't tell if that was the pattern or if they were dirty. And is Fresh Horses a movie? It is. <laughs> God. And again, this guy... it is Molly Ringwald and Andrew McCarthy. But they were also in yep. Pretty in Pink together. Yep. Oh, wait, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was I'm the sorry. rich boy in pretty. No, yeah, pretty. Right. My brain went backwards for a second. Uh, we decide or we discover that these two people that are rolling in were the high school quarterback of the football team and the prom queen. Their names are Eileen Maxwell and her husband Howie Tolkien. Not uh, to be over overshadowed, we then have this lovely long, young woman named Abigail Lightheart walk in, and she is none other than Rachel Lee Cook. She's all that herself, folks. Yes. Best known for, but definitely, definitely has a lot of other 
credits. Oh, yeah. Josie and the Pussycats, anyone? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so Sean doesn't remember the quarterback or the prom queen. Like, Gus keeps saying, how do you not remember this? And (laughs) this is where you're the Sean a little bit. You remember people about as well as I do from high school, but there are so many things that I, I talk about that a lot, honestly, you and and others in our friend group have no recollection of. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, I don't know if I just blocked a bunch of it out or what, but there are things that you guys tell us about that I'm just, what? <laughs> um, but you guys lived in that town for so much longer that you have a much better grasp on the people and the familial connections than I do. <laughs> oh, that's fair. So... Or Sean looked at Abigail and said, Abigail Lightar. And Abigail said, Judd Nelson. I loved you in From the Hip. Another Yes, movie. that's a 1987 movie we've talked about previously. He's a weird lawyer, antics. And Sean says, some people would say I flared my nostrils a little too much in that movie. Gus cut in and was like, Sean, I need you to go to the cafeteria and get more boarding chairs. We are already running low. Where's the cafeteria? <sighs> Did you not go to school here? Well, maybe Abigail can help you. I would like that. I would like that very much. <laughs> Sean and Abigail have a walk and talk that begins. And Abigail confronts him. Full on schmack. <laughs> and then the story of their last moment together. They were supposed to go to the carnival together. Sean was supposed to meet Abigail on the pier and Sean ditched her. But Sean has a good reason, as he always does. Not a lot of people know this, but I was a midwife back then. (laughs) Yeah, he got a call the night before, uh, emergency labor, and then it took 34 hours. And so, yeah, it just, it didn't cross his mind to call her, understandably. We get a very quick slip in here that Abigail is a teacher, and that is important for later, so I'll go ahead and add it in. But (laughs) Sean is like, I am a psychic detective. Abigail laughs at him. And he tries really hard to look cool by uh, talking about all these cases that he solved. Well, not only that, like, she <laughs> she says, who would choose to be a psychic? Like, <laughs> what the heck kind of crap is this? He's like, it's not a choice. It's a gift. She makes a fake mustache with her finger and goes. Solving crimes. I, yeah. <laughs> I love that. All I think is Poirot. And, and... Yes. <laughs> Oh, she makes really fun jokes about, ooh, tell me if you sense anyone about to try and steal my lunch money at the reunion. And then Sean sees a body fall from the roof. Like, straight past the window. He's like, did did you just see that? She's like, oh no, what was it? Is it the lunch money stealers? I think it's much something much bigger than that. Credits. Credits. (laughs) Sean, Gus, and Abigail go outside to the spot which Sean thought the person who had fallen off the roof would likely have landed. Sean says, there's been a murder here. I sense a body fell. Right here. I don't know who. Gus is like, <laughs> uh-uh, you're just sabotaging my reunion. Uh, specifically the montage of the best pep rally moments. Do you even know what a pep captain is, Sean? It's a, it's a male cheerleader. I get it. I saw Bring It On. <laughs> He's a leader among men, Sean. And Sean said, who cheers? I get it, man. I saw Bring It On. (laughs) Abigail goes, oh, I get it. You guys are dating. Everything makes so much more sense. (laughs) (laughs) And Sean said, no, Gus said, we're not dating. Oh, yeah. It was a very quick, like, uh uh-uh. Gus walks away. No body, no crime. 
Nobody, no crime. Nobody, no crime. He just repeats and repeats and repeats. Doesn't let Sean stop him, get get a word in. And then Abigail just kind of like shrugs and starts to walk away. And Sean's like, you don't believe me either? And she goes, well, nobody, no crime. While he's pouting a little bit, he sees this pendant that pendant that's on the ground near the drop spot and it's an s as in sam and c as in cat or okay it looks like it's broken yeah it does look like it's broken um and i don't at the moment oh state champ is what it stands for i was like i don't at the moment remember what it stands for but sports captain came to mind for me and then i was like (laughs) all right in the next scene Henry. We're with Henry, and he's taking um, some meat out of his fridge, like some thawed meat. I, I literally just wrote meat exclamation point. Um, <laughs> and he kind of stops, and it's just him being on his own in his kitchen. And then he picks up his phone. It's so awkward. He, in the most odd and awkward of way, calls Madeline his ex-wife and and basically asks her if she wants to come have a steak with him because he has an extra one and he was about to cook it it's just right here yeah her response is really weird she said honestly i would love to taste one of your steaks but i just had a delicious salad from room service whoa 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 first of all who tastes one of your steaks that is a terrible way to say that Second of all, if you eat meat, why would you ever turn down a steak? Even if you just had a salad, go have the steak with it. Steak and salad make a delightful dinner. Yeah. I think she's being really nice with the brush off. Mm. But I think the brush off was the point. Uh, But she did say delicious, which we needed in this episode. (laughs) And um, he's awkwardly going, oh, yes, that's fine. That's great. I didn't know you had I was worried you hadn't eaten. And now that I know that you've eaten, (laughs) ba-ba-doo, boo-boo-doo. He hangs up the phone and that he's just like, <laughs> what did I just say to her? Ba-ba-ba-boom. So we're back at the school, which um, did we, did, we didn't mention the school name. It is Leland Bossy, 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 I don't know. Anyway, it's, that's the school name. And I looked it up and it is not a real school. It, it is, is not. <laughs> it's not even almost i couldn't find any reference to that being a person either i don't know what's happening um but sean is talking to gus and he's like dude a crime has happened here and i have evidence of the crime and i would like to see some evidence of folding chairs sean i will call lassiter i'm gonna do it i'll call him gus is very 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 hooked on this idea of a reunion king and queen yeah, reunion royalty. Yeah, Sounds yeah. kind of lame. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Sean calls Lassie. He doesn't care. And uh, guess whose phone we hear ringing? Lassiter. He's over by the punch. And he ignores their call. So they walk on up. What are you doing here? What are you doing at our class reunion? First off. Of course it would be Of yours. course it had to be yours. Because that's my luck. Secondly, <laughs> I'm on a date. Who comes to someone else's class reunion? We met at the Santa Barbara Bowl at Ravi... Sh- Shankar. Shankar. At the, uh, at the Ra- Ravi Shankar concert last week. And she asked me out on a date. Mindy Howland? Yes. I... Oh, isn't that... Oh, didn't they say she stuffed a guy in his own trunk because he wouldn't kiss her? Yep. 
<laughs> yep. She sounds cool. <laughs> yes. But everything will make sense soon. Lassie was unaware that they were going to a reunion, but they have a very deep connection. And Mindy walks up and says, where's my punch, Corey? <laughs> Corey. <laughs> and then Gus says, oh, God, what did he say to her even? The, the most benign oh, thing. You look, it was just like you, you're looking really good, Mindy. Oh, give it up, button up. I'm here with someone. Sean calls her the <laughs> most B-wordiest banana. Congratulations. You've won bitchiest banana. <laughs> She's in a yellow dress. She's very tall and kind of lanky in a yellow yeah. dress. And she, honestly, she deserved that. She, that's what she was being. <laughs> so um, Sean decides that he is stealing Lassiter for however long he needs. And when they walk away, Mindy tells, or I'm sorry, Mindy said to Gus, oh, is he a cop? For this deep connection, she didn't even know that he was a detective. So Sean kind of lays it out for Lassiter. And Lassiter goes, yeah, too bad. No body, no crime. Do you guys put that on a t-shirt? Lassiter says, do you know who and why they were killed? Or, or, or who did it and why? No. Do you know what the murder weapon was? And Sean says, no. But to that I say, gravity? Yeah. Murder weapon. Okay. <laughs> Sean goes back to Gus after his kind of failed attempt with Lassiter. And he's like, tell me about that football team. Were we any good? <laughs> I can't believe you don't know any of this, Sean. Where were you on Fridays at every game? They were on Friday evenings. That wouldn't mean missing step by step. So Gus says they won state champion senior year. And that got them a very special pin that said SC, not for sports captain, but for state champs. Sean zeroing in on the quarterback because he remembers he had a pin on his letterman jacket and he didn't see one on anybody else there. And we learned that their mascot was the saber cat. Yes. Very Encino man. He tells Lassiter that he figured out who the murderer was. Who the murderer was. Oh, victim. Sorry. It was the one, the only, Howie Token. And then Howie <laughs> Hold that. Um, so... Sean steps away and calls Juliet, and she's coming. Sounds like she's coming. I really need your help on this case. It's intense. So then we are once again with Mindy and Lassiter, and Mindy is introducing Lassiter to her ex-boyfriend from all four years of high school, Eldon. Oh, yeah, and his wife, Stephanie. She said something along the lines of, I'm dating a cop now. And Eldon, in the most hyper-masculine way, said, have you ever shot anyone? Um, she, Mindy, is really playing up the violence of being a police officer. And for once, Lassiter's not just stepping right into that, for real. He's, she's like, oh yeah, tons of people. I mean, she sucks. (laughs) (laughs) We cut to a group of what I, what I called, with love, nerds in the hall. I just called them hallway nerds. I... Yeah, that's what I would have been. I, I'm a nerd in the hall. I was a nerd in the hall. I probably still would be. 100% a nerd in the we were nerds but, in the hall and we loved it. Yeah, and that was okay. There are three of them and they were talking, all talking about their lady troubles. And by the end, Sean said, I'm just like you guys. I hope to kiss a lady one day. <laughs> I wrote, Sean infiltrates. <laughs> you are just like us. Marginally employed, single, never married. You get it. 
So, and Sean notices the case they're standing next to with all the quarterback football guys' shrine memorabilia has been forcibly broken into and vandalized just a little bit. And the nerds are totally okay with that. Um, why did they build a shrine to him because he could throw a football? Why don't they build a shrine to my butt? <laughs> That's a funny line to me. I find that funny. <laughs> Enter Julia. Uh, in a very pretty dress, two-toned pink dress, and she's like, Sean, I've been looking everywhere for you. The boys, the nerds <laughs> in the hall are jealous. because Dude, not only, you lied to us. Not only does he have a lady, he has a hot lady who, as Sean so kindly put it, is in her prom dress. Okay. She didn't get a chance to go to her reunion, and that's the dress she would have worn to her reunion. And it's not a prom dress. There's not a little bit of poof. No poof, Sean. Yeah. So show me where the suspects are that I need to vet. <laughs> I don't think we need to vet anything. The animals are fine. But let's poof on over and I'll point you to them. I didn't get that the first time I watched it. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so Sean and Jules walk up to Howie and Alina. Eileen? No, Eileen. Howie and Eileen. Oh, hold on. We got we to gotta talk about Lassiter and Mindy first. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a really, really quick scene. Yeah, I wrote, wrote Mindy and Lassie, she is the bitchiest banana. <laughs> she doesn't believe that Lassiter is carrying a gun, and he pulls it out. And she's like, all right, Barnaby Jones, why don't you hold my purse so I can go dance? Well, he didn't even Barnaby pull Jones. it out. He just, like, showed her like, his showed holster. Her. Yeah. And she's like, what happens when you pull the trigger? Does, like, a little, what does she say? Pen work pen. out. Does a little pen come out so you can write parking tickets? Whoa. Um, Barnaby Jones is a pop culture reference, but I don't know what it is. Lester is holding her purse. That's important, so she can dance. Sean and Juliet come in, and they walk right up to Howie and Eileen and intro them. Sean introduces himself as a Roman sausage king of Chicago. And then he says, we spent our wonder years here together. (laughs) I don't mean to bust the mood, but did you see that somebody tampered with your football shrine? Oh, dude, I'm super not living in the past. I'm all about the future. As he's literally wearing his high school letterman's jacket. Okay, but did we totally skated over the part where, like, Sean says something about, like, him being a package or having a package. It's, like, the package. Oh, yeah. I was like, Juliet is doing so much facial expression acting in this scene. And Sean gets in on it, too. But, oh, my gosh, the cringe. Oh, yes, we find out that Howie is going to be running for state assembly. He announced his candidacy last month. And then Howie says, dude, I totally care about the issues. Like, I really think I can make a difference. And after I fix Callie, I'm going to publish my motivational book for losers. Working title is Move It or Move It! Sean said, that's so much stuff. When will you find the time to tape Larry Luster's butt cheeks together and then he and julia die laughing and nobody else laughs they don't get it and sean believes that it is suspicious that they have not seen the breakfast club i mean what kind of person hasn't seen the breakfast club Juliet's like i don't know what we can do i can go dust the case for prince but that's pretty much it sean asks us where the gymnasium is <laughs> this is the gymnasium oh you did a really nice job in here dude Sean wants to see the rest of the school, but the school is locked up. So Sean calls Henry and he's like, Dad, Mom made a box of my old high school stuff. I need you to find it so I can come pick it up for you. Wait, Mom is here. Just call her and ask her where it's at. I can't do that, Sean. Awkward something about salad and didn't know about the salad. And then uh, I can't. 
Dad, I'm working a case. I need you to just do this for me. Just call her, locate the box, and I'll come get it from you. Okay, here's the thing. When we see Henry, he's very sadly eating alone at a table with just him. But he's all alone. And he's got his all place setting. And the lighting is bad. And I feel so many things, Alexis. But Mads does come help him look through the shed. And it's very nice. They have a good a good little moment. Uh, are they in the shed? I thought they were in an attic. But Garage? That I don't know. One of those three items. <laughs> and they're looking for this box. And Madeline said that she had boxed all of these things up for him so that one day when he was old and crotchety, he might look at them and remember how life was. And Henry's like, I just want to get rid of them. And uh, Mad says, well, apparently that's now yeah. when you are old and old crotchety. And crotchety. Um, but then he finds a little box of Matchbox cars that he gave to Sean that Sean never really played with. But that's because all 20 of them are police cars. Not like patrol cars, just. See, this but... one's a SWAT car. And this one, this is a paddy wagon. And this, here's the crowd control. Look, it's even got little water cannons on top. Uh, Mom finds the box. Oh, here it is. <laughs> She's good to go. Back at the school, we're getting a little... Love is a battlefield. <laughs> the music cues are just on point. Gus is talking to this woman, and she was like, uh, I thought you would have become like a doctor or something. Gus is like, uh, my work is very interesting, though. I specialize in music, m- mucus reducers. And she just starts to look aimlessly around. He goes, but did I tell you about my side hustle? I work for a psychic detective agency, and we've solved crimes with the Santa Barbara Police Department. I'm kind of working a case right now. That's hot. <laughs> Henry and Mom come to the reunion, much to Sean's chagrin. Uh, he does not like that she they are there, and Mom is like, it's not like I'm going to spit on a napkin and and wipe mustard off your face oh my gosh there's gus i have to go say hi (laughs) okay um i don't know why sean cares he literally doesn't care what anyone thinks yeah um not like there are any other parents here (laughs) and sean tells henry that he's going to win oldest student here award (laughs) because this was henry's school too would you please leave i'm Sure, your nondescript blazer rental place closes soon. <laughs> so um, then I wrote that we go over to Mindy and Lassie, and Mindy's flirting. She calls Lassiter a cutie patootie. And then she smacks him on his butt when she calls him that the second he time. Has such a nice, because he has such a cutie patootie. Uh, she's obviously high. Now, I don't say that in the way that uh, if you think Lassiter's patootie is cutie that you're high but she is and at one point lassiter actually is like hey how much punch have you actually drank yeah and then she's like can you just do me the teensy insiest little favor cutie and he's like what would that be and she wants him to make a move on eldon's wife stephanie he says no she storms off and whilst still heard it holding her purse, he's like, here, take your purse. And all of the stuff drops out. And we just see Lassiter pick up two prescription bottles. And there's others on the floor. Like, there are many prescription bottles that fell out of this teeny tiny purse. And I just wrote, she sucks. But she is the best date Lassiter's had in a while. 
<laughs> as we'll find out. We'll get to that later. <laughs> so, um, Sean's going through the box that his mom brought for him, and he pulls out all of the keys. There was a time in my life, Kaylee, when I carried that many keys. Oh, I remember. I remember uh, vividly. So many keys. You couldn't, you couldn't leave that campus because you had all the keys. I had all the keys, and I, like, I had to keep my, my car key on a different, on a different ring because it was, like, weighing down my key, my key in my car because I had so many keys. Like, I couldn't carry them around my neck because they were so heavy. It was absurd. Okay. Um, I had all the keys to my school, and uh, Sean has all the keys to the high school. He tells Gus, by senior year, he had become a member of the Trans-American Western Custodial Union, Local 456. Don't hold me to this, but I believe I still have voting privileges. (laughs) So they're off. They have access to literally everywhere in the school because of Sean's keys that his mom so nicely brought him in his box of stuff. We get a walk and talk from Henry and Madeline. I didn't write down anything about this. <laughs> Basically, Henry is just trying to brag about, you know, how he used to be the big man on campus and invites her to take a walk with him. And she was like, well, only if you have a hall pass. And he said, oh, a hall pass. I used to own these halls. Oh, I remember that. So then we see Abigail standing in the gym and Sean walks up with two cups. And she said, what is this? Uh 13-year-old punch peace offering? Uh, no, these are both for me. And he, in fact, drinks them both and then said, I can go get you one if you want. And then we get a pop culture reference, but I didn't write down this dude's name because it it seems like Sean is just using it to hype himself up. He said, I do have a question for you, though. Assuming that Parker Stevenson was never born, and then he pulls out his big old key, key ring on a string, have you ever seen a really attractive man solve a crime before? I once saw John Cusack prevent a jaywalking. Fair enough. <laughs> so, I just wrote roof walkabout. They go to the roof so Sean can, quote, do his thing. And he tells her to brace herself, and then he commences to weirdly dance. Okay, all of those dance moves are from the dance montage. In Breakfast Club. <laughs> of course they are. He was literally doing the Breakfast Club dance. At one point, um, Ali Sheedy like throws herself on a table and is like dancing. And he throws himself on a transformer like, event yeah. and starts dancing. Yeah. Ugh. So then I wrote the music is pretty in pink because they start. He, he also does a, a touching of her face and going, wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. And then he weirdly asks if she's ever wondered why she's not married. I haven't wondered. I know why. I just haven't met him yet. You think? And then they have a weird almost kiss. I don't like the conversation. It's a lot of close talking with a not Julia and I'm uncomfortable. Mm. And they're funny, though. Uh, He said uh, there are a lot of men who never or Yeah, Uh, there were a lot of men who never got married. Ludwig von Beethoven, Sir Isaac Newton, John Lovitz, John Lovitz's brother. John Lovitz had a brother. And then they almost kissed. And then Sean sees a shoe print that matches Howie's cowboy boot on the top. And then screams, I know who the murderers are. So the music on the roof turned into 
uh, the song from Pretty in Pink, which I had to look up because I was like, I can sing it to myself, but I don't know the name of the song or the band because it's not just like, Don't You Forget About Me by Simple Minds. It's called If You Leave by Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark. Hmm. That is one heck of a name. Thank you very much. I don't. I don't have any brain recollection of what that song is, but uh, what's currently going in my brain is, if you leave me now, <laughs> take away the biggest No, part. it's that one. It's like real breathy, and you can barely make out the words. It's like, if you leave, don't look back. Please don't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so not Earth, Wind, and Fire. Got not it. Okay. Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> decidedly so then we are back in the gym and i guess we've caught gus up because sean is just like i can't believe they're still here why are they still here and why are they just like dancing like nothing's wrong sean believes that they are acting casual on purpose because they don't want people to know that there's something going on but they really cannot figure out why they're still there um, so they go to the library because, uh, I don't know, where else would you go to try to find information that would point to Howie and Eileen f- becoming future murderers? Yeah, it's like, who and why would they want to kill anyone from this school? Because we know whoever it was that died was also wearing a Letterman jacket. Poor Gus is looking through the yearbook, and I don't exactly know what he was voted, but he was worried about living up to the word greatness he was voted most likely to succeed and he said yeah he said what what does that word mean anyway what have i done that anyone would call great and sean says your perfect cocoa roundness of your head is great enough just like take the win gus starts to mock him and is like dude you don't even know like nobody had expectations for you and we get a beautiful Gus, don't be the incorrigible Eskimo pie with caramel ribbons. And he basically says, it doesn't matter what these people think. And he's like, besides, you're going to be one of the people who solves this thing. A murder that happened right under everybody else's nose, man. How many other people in our graduating class are solving a murder right now? What, five? Most? (laughs) So this is where I wrote down that Sean's shirt is like a little check pattern and Sean is wearing his bright stripes. Oh, and then confidence switch is it a, is it a confidence moment i don't know i mean gus is usually in his stripes but he was wearing his blazer before and now they're really popping oh, okay okay um but they find something in the yearbook um a, a person in the background of all of these pictures of eileen and um howie and sean goes oh my god it's ducky dude We've been looking in the wrong John. Dude, we've been looking in the wrong John Hughes movie. This isn't Breakfast Club or Curly Sue or Mr. Mom, and it certainly isn't Flubber. Why on earth would you be hating on Flubber right now? I would never hate on Flubber. <laughs> There's always a love triangle. There's always a ducky. So who is this guy? And they, I mean, Gus says, I mean, he looks vaguely familiar, but I don't know this guy's name. So they check the grad. There picks. are. There are 17 people missing graduation pictures, and this guy's one of them. But then Gus finds his picture in the auto shop pics. 
But weirdly, okay, when we had incidental pictures, didn't we still usually have them credited? Yeah. Okay. Almost always. So this guy's pic is there, but it doesn't have, like, a caption of who it's a picture of. Mm -hmm. Sean tells him, like, we're a team. Let's go do this. Um, We're going to be just like Milo and Otis. I get to be Otis. Naturally. That's a given. Gus is like, okay, I'm going to go back to the gym and I, because I need to check on the ballots for prom, for reunion king and queen. And Meet you there. And Sean said, sure. Or we can meet back here and give each other makeovers to Carla DeVita's We Are Not Alone. I did not know this song. I don't either. Hold on. I really want to hear it though. Carla. As Kaylee's looking that up. We are walking into the auto shop with Sean and all of the lights are off. Real creepy. He flips on the lights and who is it but Henry sitting in the car. Now, in my brain, before this watch, I had always assumed that Henry and Madeline were making out in the car. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know why I always assumed that. Oh, this is the song they dance to in the library on Breakfast Club. That's why they would be coming back to the breakfast, or back to the library to do makeovers. <laughs> um, I did not think that that they were making out in the car. It just never occurred to me because she's really not mixing signals with him. I, I had always assumed that. And then this watch, I was like, why did I always think that? I think it's because of the beer cam, mm. which we'll get to in a minute. And in my brain, I had thought that Henry had been the one drinking it. Oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah. It it all made sense this time, but previously, that's where my brain had been at. Well, Sean joins him in the car, and Henry starts talking about the good old days when he was in high school. And it, it's just some random car nonsense that he's very proud of. <laughs> Sean gives him a bunch of crap about that, and then Henry said, it's not my fault that you never cared about anything in high school. Well, that's not true. At least... I don't think it's... I did care about something, but I guess it doesn't matter anymore. And then he has this moment where he's like genuinely asking Henry for advice. He said, do you think you can miss out on a moment? And then your course of li- the course of your life is changed forever. Henry says, are we talking about a girl? Maybe. I don't know. Kind of. Henry's, Henry's advice here is, um, is like maybe the best advice that anyone could ever give another person. I agree. Which is that... Life is not made up of single moments. It's made up of a gazillion different moments. And what defines us is what we're going to do in the next moment. Yeah. It's like, <sighs> yeah. Because he's like, look, Sean, if you'd made another choice in another moment, you wouldn't be who you are and where you are right now. But your next choice counts. Like, it, your next choice always counts. That's when Sean sees the beer can in the backseat of the car and... Finally, a picture on the wall of the picture that they saw in the yearbook with a name on it, and his name is Peter Coulter. And then Sean says, all right, I've got to go, but first, can I ask you a big favor? Can I borrow your underpants just for like 10 minutes? Henry is like annoyed and disappointed in Sean for this statement. He's like, oh, come on. We're already in the car. That's such an iconic 16 Candles moment. These are iconic film references I'm making today. (laughs) They truly are. (laughs) At the SBPD, this is our first SBPD of the episode. And only. And 
Juliet is looking up Peter Coulter in the system. <laughs> she says, I shouldn't even be doing this. If Chief knew I was doing this for you guys, I'd lose my ass. We definitely don't want that. <laughs> oh, we got a hit. They found an accident report that was a head-on vehicle accident where Peter was driving. Alcohol was involved. And it was three days before graduation when this accident happened. So the guy in the other car died after being in a coma for seven months. And Peter was found guilty of involuntary manslaughter and got six years probation. But there are two other passengers with him in the vehicle. Let me guess. Howie and Eileen. Yeah. How'd you know? Because I've seen Pretty in Pink like a thousand times. (laughs) So then... There's petty theft on this guy's rap sheet, just some, like, shoplifting in Nevada, and then there's a restraining order from one month ago. Specifically against how, uh, I'm sorry, Howie and Eileen specifically were the ones who put in this restraining order. And Sean notices two things when he's looking at the pictures. First, the seat was pushed back really far. And then second, the guy had a bruise on his, like, a flat bruise on his forehead. Howie, not Peter. Oh, how. Thank you. Howie had a flat bruise on his forehead and the seat was moved back really far. And he's like, oh my gosh, I've totally solved this. And Juliet literally says, okay, but no body, no crime. You too, Jules. There has to be a poster around here somewhere. And then Chief walks by and she goes, O'Hara, what are you doing here? You weren't working tonight. Uh, I was I was here looking for my chopstick, which I have now. Um, Why are you dressed for your prom? This is not a prom dress. <laughs> Sean's little smile. <laughs> and she goes, okay, and what are you really doing here? I don't remember assigning you guys any cases. And Lassiter quickly jumps in and says, oh, she's with me. Because I just made a bust. He had brought Mindy in for filling fake prescriptions. Which she's been doing under false names since 1996. Since the year after they graduated. Oof. Cheap Vic is like, okay, good work, guys. And then walks away and then turns back around. And by the way, whatever it is you're really working on, you're not being paid for this. And they thank Lasseter and he's like, yep, I'm just going to get back to it. This is actually one of the best dates I've been on in a really long time. <laughs> you go back to the school. Sean did, Sean did have the conclusion that the body is likely still somewhere in the school. He doesn't know where it's at, but it's, it's there somewhere. So it's like, that's why they're still there. They had to stash the body so they could get away with this crime, but they're going to have to move it. So they go back to the drop spot and Sean, Gus realizes that their only really op- real option had been, would have been to drag the body 200 yards back to the gym entrance. And then Sean walks a bit and sees a little window and he's like dude this is the girl's locker room that you remember (laughs) so sean basically jimmy's this little open uh this little window open gus says that's a 13 foot drop down into the locker room sean's like i laid all the groundwork here man i need you to just do it and of course gus does it but then he's hanging and he's like I changed my mind. Pull me back up, Sean. I don't want to do this. <laughs> Sean licks his hands <laughs> and is like about to touch Gus. So he lets go. He, he lands all as well. He's like, all right, man, you're next. And then here comes Sean. Dude, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize I had the keys all along. <laughs> so Sean's like, we should just take a beat and pay homage to this moment and, and everything that's occurred in these hallowed halls. 
I don't know what he thinks happens in women's locker rooms, but it's really not. It's not anything. Yeah, I mean, we uh, we put on our sneakers and uh, tied that up was our ponytails. That was Let's just like <laughs> yeah, that was that was it. Uh, ba, ba, ba. oh, but here come Howie and Eileen, and Sean and Gus in their infinite glory hide in bathroom stalls, <laughs> and then have a full loud whisper conversation. And then they have to run and hide some more because they heard them having a whisper conversation. So they sneak out of the stalls. They get, they're heard. They hide again. They're almost caught. They end up backing out this little kind of like in front of the locker area. There is this sneaky suspense music playing and they end up hiding in a closet. And then um, Howie sticks his face at the window and it's very scary. He's, his hand smacks the door. We, we black out. We end the, the current scene, go to commercial, and come back. Smack again. You see it twice. At a, and then Howie said, well, nobody's there. And then Sean and Gus see the mascot sitting oh so peculiarly. Peculiarly? Peculiarly? Thank you. In the side of the <laughs> closet. Um, so they take turns poking the head of the mascot. Do you have a stick or a small leaf? And then finally they grab the head of the mascot and raise it up and it's Peter. Dead Peter. Gus screams. Sean covers his mouth to stop him from making noise. And then they're trying to figure out what to do with it. But Sean says they can't just leave and then bring Lassiter down here only for the body to be disappeared again. They have to move the body so that Lassiter can find it so they, they can wrap up the case. Heads or feet. <laughs> so then we get the shenanigans of carrying the mascot that has the dead body in it through the halls. Um, Sean makes them back up down the hallway to hit on some girls that they just passed. And he introduces himself all suavely. This moment of them carrying the mascot ends up in the opening credits at some point. Oh, I fully, yeah. And it cracks me up. <laughs> yeah, that's a dead body in there, folks. <laughs> so the the best pep assembly moments of all time footage is being played and everyone is uh, not excited to watch it for lack of better terms well they're all of like gus holding a whistle <laughs> he's a cheer captain kaylee <laughs> a leader among men so henry asks madeline what she's doing tomorrow but she's headed out of town for work. She's flying to San Francisco. You you know I'm not staying here, right, Henry? Henry wanted to show her his elementary school. Yeah. Because this was only half the story. And she has this sort of like, um, are you flirting with me face? And he's got this like, eh, eh, I'm, I might be flirting with you face. Gus and Sean get up on the stage to announce the king and queen of the reunion. Surprise! It's Howie Tolkien and Eileen. I didn't write her name down. It starts with an M. I did earlier, but I'm not going to look back. They, like, try to leave. They're like, ah, you think you bye. And Gus and Sean are like, oh, no, no, no. Come on up to the stage. We need to give you your crowns. This is very exciting. So they go up and they get crowned. And Sean says, those crowns look so heavy. Heavy with lies. Enter more police. <laughs> there was a murder. You murdered Peter Coulter. Not a lot of you remember Peter. 
because he was always standing in the shadow of these two. But he was a smart kid. He was very skilled in the auto shop. He took the rap for a car accident that was actually caused by Howie. Because Howie didn't want to lose his precious scholarship. And then one month ago, they had to submit the restraining order because Peter just couldn't live with it anymore. His life had never moved beyond that point in high school. But Howie and Eileen could not let the truth get out, especially now that Howie was running for, for office. Um, he was stuck in the past. Finally, he was drunk and confronted them. Yeah, after he did his little sad solo tour of like his greatest hits of high school, and he was like, you know what? So they were on the roof, and they had a confrontation, and then murder! You had to push him off the roof to silence him once and for all. So they Lassiter and Juliet come up to arrest them, and Lassiter said, please tell me you have a body. It's backstage, in the mascot costume. It's in the furry saber cat backstage. <laughs> As they are taking them away, Sean gets on the mic and screams, Homicide Howie, ladies and gentlemen. And then there's this awkward applause. <laughs> oh. And then Sean does the sweetest thing. Um, he gives mad props to Gus. Like, he just is like, you know what? I may be the psychic here, but none of these would be solved without Gus, because sometimes the visions, they're just nonsense. Like, today, all I saw were scenes from Pretty in Pink at a rhombus in a t-shirt that said soccer moms are easy. And somehow, somehow, this man makes sense of it. He pulls the reason out of the nonsense. If you are someone who has been half the friend, half as good of a friend as Gus has been to me, then you too can call yourself great. And then Madeline looks at Henry and she's like, oh, we did something right. That was all you. You know that's not true. Which would have been a good moment for you. No, that's right. Yeah, but that's not their thing. I know. (laughs) So Abigail and Sean have a little confession moment on the dance floor. Abigail was quite impressed with Sean's psychic skills and said well you must have also been a pretty good midwife (laughs) he says abigail the truth is that i did show up to our date 13 years ago and he commences telling her exactly where she was standing and what she was wearing complete with her black doc martens of course she had been pacing and There was a tear in the right pocket of her jacket because she always shoved her hand in the pocket when she was nervous. She waited for an hour before she left for Sean to arrive. And he still has their tickets to the carnival. He was so nervous that he choked. He said, I think I liked you too much. There it is. Then she kisses him. Yeah, he goes on a a pretty hefty ramble that kind of starts with this is a different moment with a different choice call call back to henry's moment and she kisses him and it's still a weird looking kiss and then they're like so where do we go from here maybe this is what closure feels like which he only says after he looks over looks at and sees Juliet in her little prom dress all alone, kind of like, well, it's wrapped up, but I'm still here awkwardly. So then he says his choice for this moment is maybe this is what closure feels like. She said, well, I'll see you at our 20th reunion. 
probably our 23rd reunion. <laughs> they have their goodbye moment. And then the final scene, it's, it's just the breakfast club. It's scenes of the punch. It's scenes of the outside of the school. It's scenes of, like, the football field. We understand that you are withholding our deposit. Dear Leland Bossy, and- is it Bossy? Bossy? Hi, alum uh, administration board. <laughs> they they do the whole where the whole breakfast club letter where they kind of describe people, and they describe Lassiter as, and a not so pretty, and unusually lanky detective. <laughs> Enclosed, you will find a bill for three thousand dollars. Please repeat. Please remit payment in the form of a check made out only to, Psych. Fist in the air. <laughs> fist in the air everything about that episode was a pop culture reference there i I can't come up i I don't know what a saber cat is i think it's just like you know based on the fossils that are in the uh the tar pits (laughs) like a like a saber-toothed tiger yeah but you can't be a tooth tiger you're just a saber cat yeah just okay so so i was thinking like i don't know when they were telling them to get up on the stage, did they did they ever say, come on, Eileen? I did not catch that. Okay. But when we meet Eileen and Howie, come on, Eileen is playing in the background. Is it? It is. Uh, That's the moment. I didn't catch that. My bad. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we missed stuff. This is why you, you really must watch this episode. There's so much. And I'm going to argue that this, this episode is pretty defining. Um, especially for the rest of this season and in like a good bit of season four. Um, like these moments that we got in this season three and season four will make a lot less sense if you don't see this episode. And although I agree with Kaylee, like I don't think this is by any means like my one of my favorite episodes. Um, it sets so much up. It sets up the one thing but it also sets up the Juliet thing and it also sets up like the Lassiter getting over his relationship thing and it also sets up the Henry and Madeline thing like it's a it's a whole it's a whole big beautiful cornerstone good word right I was gonna call it a package wrapped in a beautiful John Hughes bow I like that as well Yes, this was this was a good one, and I feel like we stayed on pace. So thank you for your help. I appreciate that. Yeah, we got some we got some chief, we got some Henry, we got some Lassie. We got and lots Jules. of pineapples. Lots of pineapples. I appreciate that. Yeah, Gus holding it down as always. A beautiful "Why You Hating on Flubber" moment, which we mentioned last week because of of Mr. McDonald. Right. Right. Oh, I didn't even put that together until right now, Kaylee. Oh, cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm proud. Beautiful. <laughs> I love when that happens because they did this with um, Grandpa Sean and, and Caddyshack, too. Mm. They made the reference and then they had the guest star. In this case, they had the guest star and then they made the reference. True, 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 true. Beautiful. Well, I'm Alexis and it's both surreal and disturbing to watch two murderers do the Cabbage Patch. And I'm Kaylee. Are you kidding me? He was voted most likely to succeed. You think he's going to date me? And this has been... To the Blueberry! Psych out. <laughs> <laughs>